My name is Brian Smith. I'm a re- retired from the California Highway Patrol now for 17, almost 18 years. And I'm his wife, Charlotte. We've been married for 53 years now. And we're old. <laughs> 53 years. He's 75 and I'm 72. It's been an adventure. We met at a drive-in movie. And so I was in a two-tone 58 Chevy. He was in a canary yellow Mustang. Charlotte and Brian hit it off. Six months later, they were married. And with that kind of origin story, they were bound to have some adventures. We've been to Egypt. We saw the pyramids. We've been to Alaska, Hawaii a couple of times. We've driven, what'd you say, 40 states? 42 states? we've We've been to 41 states. They rode motorcycles together, bought an RV, saw the world. And then one day, Brian got an email. I originally got the email from a friend of mine that I used to work with. He sent me this viral email with a couple of pictures on it as I forwarded it to Charlotte. When she opened it. I go, oh my God, I've never heard of these before. I wonder if there's any left. What Charlotte and Brian saw in that email were arrows, giant concrete arrows that crisscrossed America. They appeared in fields, at the tops of mountains, in people's backyards. And Charlotte and Brian decided they were going to find more of them. I'm Johanna Mayer, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're hitting the road with Brian and Charlotte in search of arrows. After this... If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One travel. When they got that email back in 2013, Charlotte and Brian had never seen these strange arrows before. They were 70 feet long, laid into the ground, and made out of concrete. Some of them were painted yellow, and they appeared every 10 miles or so, spanning coast to coast. What Charlotte and Brian would soon learn is that these arrows had to do with the mail. Back in the early 1900s, 
mail service was slow. And to try to speed it up, the government was turning to planes. Airmail began in the 1920s, but still, it was relatively slow. To navigate, pilots followed the railroad route just by sight. They'd have to fly kind of low and follow the train tracks from above, which meant that when there was bad weather or poor visibility, they couldn't fly. So in the mid-20s, the government began to build 50-foot towers with rotating light beacons on top. And at their base, a giant concrete yellow arrow with a number on it. So during the day, if you were sort of lost and you didn't know where you needed to go next, you would go down low to read the number on there so you knew where you were. The best example I can give is if you go out, if you go down the interstate or anything, you get to these off-ramps, you see these higher numbers, you know, exit number 100. Then you go down a couple miles, exit 102. That's how the arrows were. So you would see the arrow pointing in a certain direction and you would follow that arrow to the next arrow, which would be 60 miles. At their peak, Charlotte estimates that there were at least 1,800 of these arrows, and they completely transformed airmail service. After the beacons and arrows, delivery time was cut in half. But times change fast. By the 50s, airplanes started using localizer antennas and radar arrays to navigate. The arrows were officially decommissioned in the 70s, but their remains are still there. And Charlotte couldn't stop thinking about them. Because I'd never, ever heard of them. And I wanted to find out what they were, where they were, and if I could go stand on one. Charlotte had done a lot of genealogy research as a hobby. Now, those skills were coming in handy. She got to work. Well, I went online and I couldn't hardly find anything about the arrows anywhere. Eventually, she pieced together information from various websites. She found one site that documented the beacon locations and another with various government surveyor marks. She cross-referenced them with Google Maps, looking to see whether the arrows were still there. And from there, I found 50 arrows within a week. And I go, oh my gosh, I need to do something with this. So Charlotte took a web building course at the local community college, and she made a website where she posted the 50 or so arrows she'd found. She called it Arrows Across America. But looking at the Google images of the arrows wasn't quite satisfying enough for Brian and Charlotte. And if this gives you a sense of what kind of people Brian and Charlotte are, just one month after finding out about the arrows, they set off to find them. We just started wandering. We started at Nevada, Utah, worked our way. We followed them as they were on the air route. So we had a, a, a list of where we were going to go. And we usually were gone for about four to five weeks. These arrows aren't just off the side of the highway. They're often on private property or in the middle of the desert or on top of a mountain. So Charlotte and Brian would drive as close to the arrows as they could get. We have a four-wheel drive Jeep, so we're able to get out into the desert, but some of these places you have to walk to. And so that was my job, walking. My knees are really bad, so I have a really hard time walking. 
with a couple of sites that I hiked to that I would would not go back to. One outside outside of Winnemucca, Nevada, was way up on the top of a mountain, and that took me forever to get up there. It was so steep of a climb. It me forever to get and up And he there. almost got blown off because it was in the middle of a nasty storm. I told him not to go, and he said, yeah, I'm going. Many of the arrows are on private property, and Charlotte and Brian often end up knocking on people's doors. Once, in Texas, someone answered the door with a gun. But once they explained about the arrows and what they were doing, Charlotte and Brian say they haven't had a bad encounter yet. This is the best one. This is the best. In Kansas, uh, we drive through this big cornfield, and all of a sudden we see this guy on his lawnmower. So we stop and ask him, and he goes, oh, yeah, I know where that's at. It's on my property, and it's up there, and I'll show you where it's at. So he zooms into the house, gets his wife, and takes us up to where the the arrow is, and he says, when you're done, come back by the house. Brian and Charlotte have bought a drone to take photos of the arrows. They took it to the arrow on the man's property, got to work documenting it. And while we're doing our thing up there, he calls his family and tells him, get over here, quit. So when we come back, they bring us in. She's made cookies and iced tea and... We're waiting for the son to show up with his kids so that they can watch the recording of the drone. We sat in their kitchen and sat there with their family. We talked for a couple of hours. So it's things like that where people were real positive on everything. It was almost like we were family. We have been to probably 170 arrow sites and have pictures of about 162 of them. As far as we know, there's no official effort to preserve the arrows. Many of them are being destroyed, built over. The arrows are just a hobby for Charlotte and Brian, something they enjoy learning about, gives them an excuse to drive around and go on adventures. But they've become sort of the unofficial keepers of the arrows. That website that Charlotte built, Arrows Across America, it is amazingly thorough, jam-packed with more than 7,000 records documenting the arrows' locations. There are photos, GPS coordinates, arrows marked by county. It's basically an online museum of these arrows. Since learning about the arrows, Charlotte and Brian have gone on four big trips to find them. Over the course of their journeys, they've logged 22,000 miles, visited 19 states, and photographed more than 90 arrow locations. For them, there are plenty of rewards to these journeys. Traveling the country, meeting people, documenting a phenomenon that so few know about. But there's one other pretty significant benefit to their arrow quest. I mean, people sometimes look at me and go, you're how old? You've been married how long? <laughs> people never guess my age. I always get around 60, 62 when I tell them I'm 75. Do what? As long as you're busy, you stay young. You can learn more about Charlotte and Brian's journey and see photos of the arrows they've documented at their website dreamsmithphotos.com. There's a link in our episode description. 
Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire, Gianna Palmer, Gabby Gladney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credits are by Sam Tyndall. I'm Johanna Mayer, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.